Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to the Michael Lambert Show, and this would be episode number 10. And today we're going to dive straight into the Alaska Adventures. So, just to start this off, uh, back in 2017, I'm, I've talked about it in the previous episodes, but this, in, well, this is why I went to Alaska in the first place. Uh, just to rehash... Uh, my roommate died after letting him borrow some money and then just everything went wrong after that there was more deaths things got towed um legally which sucked um by the time i even found my car it was like over a thousand dollars just to get it out i was like uh don't got that right now yikes hence why uh, i always keep like a tow fund now just in case those days come like hey everything's okay because like lost like a $12,000 car and $30,000 of stuff, including like a home studio and yada, 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 went straight from uh, finally having like the life I've been building for years straight back to sleeping with the clothes on my back and benches. So, anyways, after I was sleeping on the benches, um, I decided, I was like, I was so depressed, I was like, man, I don't know what to do. Uh, texted my dad and uh, ended up being able to stay at this uh, prostitute's house. Well, the only thing she talked about was how he was upstairs on heroin and how good she can give blowjobs. And trust me, she was... Uh, 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 I would never touch that. So anyways, after going through that and then just more stuff, I uh, I was just posting on Facebook. I was like, man, get me out of here. And looking back, I probably should have uh, went trucking again. But anyways, I was posting on Facebook, I was like, hey, can someone get me out of here? I'll work. Just get me out of here. Uh, I'll take the next plane ticket out of here. And lo and behold, someone messaged me and was like, hey, I know a place. And uh, I applied and, well, in just like two days or a couple days, I had a plane ticket out to Dillingham, Alaska. Anywho. Before we uh, dive into this story... Let's, uh, let's take a moment for our sponsor today. So, I took a flight. Well, at the time I had an Uber rental, and uh, I contacted them to pick it up because, well, I was out of gas and just SOL. And anyways... They got, well, they got their car. I, uh, I think I just bussed to the, to the airport. I checked in and then I, uh, flew to Seattle, caught my next flight to Anchorage. And then I caught my next flight to Dillingham. And then, you know, you arrive, you check in, they give you like a dinner meal and then, uh, they take you through orientation. Show you around the plant, talk about safety. Don't stick your hands in the machines and all that jazz. Or... As uh, me and my buddies coined, um, don't go upstairs and stick your hands in the female bears after 10 p.m. <laughs> so, anyways, I met a cool couple people out there uh, my first year. Ended up being a processor, and I uh, just basically put it in the box 16 hours a day, 7 days a week, 8 hour breaks. Which wasn't bad, 8 hour breaks. Hey. But, anyways. <clears throat> so... I was hanging out with a few buddies, like, right when we got there, we were waiting for, like, the fish to come in, because 
this is the uh, seafood industry um and we were processing salmon so there's like one bar in town uh two grocery stores actually but that's about it and then like houses so we go to the bar and uh i'm just trying to break the ice with my newfound friends and uh, i point over at the vending machine and i'm like i just say the stupidest thing like i sometimes do and i'm like man my dick can stick in there and (laughs) my buddy was like what the the dollar bill thing i was like yeah and then my other buddy was like what like a beaver's dick and i was like yep so my nickname was beaver um to to a few people that understood (laughs) anyways during orientation um you know you meet a couple cool people uh one of my buddies had a Kingdom Hearts tattoo, and uh, basically, with me and him, the whole season, we talked about music. He was a drummer. I was a, the guitarist, but no instruments out there. Uh, we, uh, we talked, I mean, while we were processing, we would talk to each other about, like, Star Wars lore and all that stuff. But I did meet a ton of people out there from all over, from, like, Ukraine. Well, the first year, there wasn't many Ukrainians because of a... Uh, of, the visa there was like a visa ban at the time in uh, 2017 so none of uh, like the ukrainians and the people from europe could come but it was a lot of people from like Nogales, arizona and a lot of people from uh, puerto rico and um i'll just tell you off the bat the money you make out there if you're from some people are from seattle california chicago and denver and seriously the money you make out there doesn't go a long ways um you do get to take home like five grand, but five grand can go in a heartbeat. Uh, for me, I, half of it got spent on a car like instantly. So let's, uh, talk about it. So You make minimum wage, but I would call it like a meditative job because I mean, the only thing you do is work. They house you, they feed you. So, I mean, if you're down on your luck, uh, yeah, it's a good place to go. If you're looking to make some like good money, it's not a place to go. And one of my favorite parts of my first year, I learned about hostels, uh, which are like hotels, but like with roommates, um, and how cheap they can be from Vegas to, uh, Louisiana, all sorts of stuff. So I met some people that, uh, have been on the wrong side of the law quite a few times. I mean, you had like your 18 year olds out there. Um, and like everybody in between, uh, you got to learn about other cultures from the Philippines and just all over. And that was the nice part. Cause you got people from all over, from all these different backgrounds, and we're and you're just there together uh, on one mission, get the fish through the plant. So, anyways, me personally, um, mid season, that was the first time I uh, I got carpal tunnel, and even to this day, if I uh, if I work my hands too much, it does feel like a knife right through my uh, wrist. So, but. Uh, I was, uh, put into, like, the, I mean, it was one big plant, but there was, like, a side room that we called Little H&G, which is, a uh, Head and Guts, and, anyways, we had our little team going, uh, 
just doing her thing all season. And eventually, uh, I kind of just got bored. I mean, just 16 hours a day, seven days a week, weeks on end. Put it in the box, 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 put it in the box. And uh, eventually I got bored, so I just started wandering off and doing other things at there at the plant. Um, like the stacking side, and uh, one day I got bored and was like, mm, I'm going to go pin for a while, which you pin it before it goes to the machine, before the heads are cut off. And then there's like the slime line, which I had fun. I didn't do it the full time, and apparently uh, people hated that position, but it wasn't that bad. Um, I liked going over there sometimes just to, just for a break from the same monotonous thing constantly. Um, the slime line, you get a knife and you just fine-tune uh, the the fish that come off the conveyor belt over there. They already are gutted and they already are deheaded. Wow, that was just terribly sad. But So we get a knife and then we just kind of go through it and uh, make sure there's like nothing sticking around eggs or gunk on the fish make sure it looks like some nice salmon anyways there's one guy out there and i believe his name was sam and uh that year um uh, he uh before we get to sam i'm going to tell you some stories um when uh um uh, when my carpal tunnel was acting up i walked into like uh the plant manager's office and just asked for a bandage or something i mean I had no idea, like, where the first aid stuff was, so, uh, I go see him, and then, uh, he just hands me a bandage and says, go get to work, and, okay, I'm like, yeah, so, I get, I was on time at that point, but when I got inside the plant, they consider, he considered that late, so he called me right back to the office to write me up for asking for a bandage, so I really did not like that guy at all, and, um, uh, a lot of people didn't like him. So, let's get to Sam, because uh, that year he was kind of a role model. Um, he got fed up with that, and uh, he worked on the outside docks, and he was like more of a like checking in the boxes of fish to the trailers type of guy. And um, he sat down for just a little bit, and uh, the boss out there like like freaked out on him. Because uh, he just sat down for a second. I mean, in other places, in other years, like it was okay to sit, just like do your job. Um, even people I met later that have went out there a few times throughout the years, it's like, man, dude, I just sat in a chair all day and twisted a knob every hour. That's it. So some people had it easy, some people had it hard. But um, anyways, with Sam, he got fed up with that. And uh, with him being the role model, he uh, dressed up in all patriotic outfit. Outfit. I mean, American flag t-shirt, pants, and everything. And uh, he walked through the plant without, like, the safety equipment. Like, the aprons and stuff and gloves. He walked through the plant with a bottle of whiskey, I guess. I forgot what kind of... Maybe bourbon? I don't know. One of those. But he walked through the plant and uh, just drinking. Uh, he made a little scene, then he went straight into the office and he quit. Slash fired. Because it was kind of like a thing, you, know, you can't quit, you're fired. So, anyways, but that year he was a role model and a lot of people got uh, upset about all that. I mean, a lot of people got upset about him. But anyways, the good news is, he's not out there anymore. And to sum it up, uh, let's just head on to the second season.
So in between these two seasons, I ended up having a trucking job that uh, I talked about in like last episode or two episodes ago where I worked and he ended up just not paying me. So worked for seven months and then just walked away with zero dollars and nothing. So because I wasn't planning on going back out to Alaska. And uh, anyways, the new plant manager who, who was foreman the year before, he called me up. He was like, hey, I need a trucker. You got a CDL, right? And I was like, yes, I do. And, uh, after that, uh, I blew it off because I, I, I knew what it was like out there and I didn't want to go. And, uh, but it was messed up because he was like, I'll tell you how much you make once you get out of here. And I didn't actually know what I was, uh, in for. Um, cause I, mm, I ended up breaking like every trucking rule. And if I'm like going to be a professional driver, I can't just sit by and be okay with that stuff. But anyways, uh, the, so I get out there and then he tells me how much I'm going to make and it was only $14 an hour. And as a trucker, that's like, that, that pays just terrible. Cause like out in Denver, minimum $22 an hour. And nowadays it's more so 25 or $30 an hour. So, but I mean, when you go out there, if you quit, you have to buy your own plane ticket out of there, which is over a thousand bucks. So it's like, uh, you're just kind of stuck doing it. So, I mean, there was good people out there. I'd mess with the dock people as I, uh, as I'd move trailers around. And, um, so sometimes I was able to take a nap, thankfully, but, uh, with, uh, lack of sleep and just feeling, being in this daze for a month, um, I mean, stuff happens, like, you drop your trailers and whatnot, or sometimes yank out a cord from the socket, and all that stuff. One time, I took a, I was, uh, also a forklift driver, and that's actually where I learned how to forklift drive, I just kind of hopped on one and asked safety manager to license me, but, um, one time, I was, uh, just trying to bring, uh, this case back down from, um, that was going to the airport, but, like, they didn't want it for some reason, I forgot why, but anyways, I'm forklifting it down, like, the path out there, and I hit this bump, and I spill literally a thousand dollars, not a thousand dollars, a thousand pounds worth of fish, and it sells for roughly, like, seven dollars a pound, so I literally just almost basically threw ten thousand dollars worth of fish just on the dirt. I mean, some was some of that fish was done for, but some of it thankfully didn't hit the ground. So we got to save it. And when that happened, I was just in, I was just in shock. I just sat there. Uh, the boss above the plant manager, I dropped it right outside his window and I'm just like sitting there and we got, uh, we had people out there that was, I guess it's in an essence security. Um, the watchman, one of he was walking by and he was like, Oh man, I'll get some help. Cause I'm like, I'm just in shock. I don't know what to do. I'm just like, ah, it's everywhere. So he runs, gets some people, and then like seven of us help pick it up. And I'm like, gosh, oops. Another story. So at the time we had like six docks on the main dock side. So we, a lot of times we had to shuffle trailers around and just drop it real quick to get something ready for the, for the forklift crew. And, uh, I put it down, I put a, a trailer down with fish, so this thing's like 60,000 pounds, on the dirt, um, on, like, the pathway there, and everything seems fine, but 
little did I know there was an underground trench right there that the electrician built for like the cords. So the leg from the trailer just slowly sunk and well, it slowly sunk. But an hour later, like one side of the trailer is like almost to the ground and we had to get the crane and the beach crew to uh, pull it back up. Just kind of embarrassing, but anyways, uh, my co-trucker was kind of funny because, um, whenever he'd have a chance, he'd be like, text me, he'd be like, it's nap time, I'm in dock eight, and he'd just kind of hide outside the cameras and take a nap. So, season three. I went out for a season three. Why would I do that after a couple things I just said? Well, that off season, May, I flew out there. But in February, I hit some bad luck where my car broke down and I went from uh, Ubering to uh, literally, oh my gosh, yet again, I'm faced with sleeping on the streets. So... From there, uh, I wasn't sure what to do, so I just looked forward for the fi- for the third season, even though I knew exactly what I was getting into. And um, he was like, my uh, plant manager was like, called me, he was like, you get a raise, we'll talk about it when, when we're out there. So, I'm thinking, okay, okay, well, the first two years I proved myself, maybe I'll actually get paid, like, basically my worth. And, um, so I get out there, and, uh, I go out there early and basically I'm just doing grunt work for like the first month until things pick up the fish and uh anyways it just kind of sucks because like I get out there so coerced maybe like one dollar raise so now I'm at fifteen dollars an hour doing the same stuff again but it's worse this time because they upgraded the the mechanics inside the plant so there's not even time to nap this season 16 hours go, and sometimes I'd work, well, actually 18 hours every day, 18 hours every day, season two and three, so, but with that many fish coming out, because they doubled the docks, and they put in a new new machinery, so stuff was coming out faster, so there was no time to sleep, I mean, once you move one trailer, it was like, hey, you got another one ready, hey, you got another one ready, hey, you got another one ready, so... Uh, there's almost no such thing as sleep, basically four hours a night, but this season, like, the season before this, stuff happened, and, like, it was cool, but this season, like, it was weird, I decided to bring my girl out with me, otherwise I definitely would not have gone, and just looking back at this, I don't know why I, I, like, looked towards Dillingham to, hey, make some money, I didn't even make that much money out there in the first place. I should have just hopped back in trucking. Would make more money not dealing with any BS. So, there's like a lead forklift guy. Uh, Let's see. I don't know if I should skip to that part. But a few people basically um, just started blaming my girl for everything. Like, we got an egg house out there. And early in the season, there's a... Well, there's no eggs. So the supervisor over there was like yeah there's no work in the egg house uh you guys can all go so one day 
I'm uh, just hustling trailers around, trying to organize them, squeeze them all together, make room for everything, get the get ready for the season to go. And uh, the manager calls me down and's like, "Hey, hounding me about her hours." I'm like, "Like, how is this my fault? There's no eggs, not my responsibility over there." And, but somehow that was my fault. So things were just slowly getting aggravating with all that. And multiple things happened. Um, one time my truck was, uh, sinking. Um, and well, we got kind of used to that between season two and three. Uh, so we had to get the, one of the beach crew guys to tow me out and the other trucker was spotting me. Unfortunately, when they were hooking up to the truck and the trailer, they just started dragging me. And, uh, I could tell that no stop because we're getting drug, it's the, the wheels from the trailer are just getting drug and digging a big hole down at the dock, and the other boss would not have been happy about that, and he wasn't, so I'm trying to flag them down, but on the walkie, like, the other leads are all busy talking on it, so I can't, like, do anything, I'm just, like, flailing my arms, like, stop, and they, uh, the spotter didn't see me, so, well, guess what? My girl got blamed for that. Like, really? And then let's add a third one in right here. So, you know, if you don't sleep, you're going to be making mistakes. So, and I've done it season two. Accidentally yank out a cord sometimes, a few times. It happens. It's part of the game. But this year, since it was happening, they just decide to blame her. She's distracting you. Like, this stuff happened last year. She's not even around. Ugh. So, anyways, I quit mid-season, and I started to report it to, uh, like, OSHA and DOT. OSHA actually went out there, and, uh, which turned into drama on Facebook, but, uh, and I quit. I quit that job with that, because just getting fed up with everything. Uh, because season two and three... Um, we had to run over these 40, 480 volt cords and we had to like organize them too. So trying to do that one time, well, once each season, the moment I let go of it, it exploded and I, the electricians knew and, uh, the guys at the Harbor next door knew that, uh, this ain't safe. But when I brought it up to like, Hey, can we make this safe? No one cared. So I was like, whatever. And OSHA didn't really understand when I reported it. So that was kind of weird. But the other things I reported on, uh, they say get to FMSCA, Federal Motor Carrier Safety, because that's their ju- jurisdiction, not OSHA's ju- jurisdiction. And I just kind of let it go after I left, like, fuck it, in the sticks, I don't care, you guys can do what you want. Hmm. However, though, I've uh, met a good handful of people out there. I met some uh, sailboaters, and I met some people that worked up at the airport, and it was nice because it's like I basically had clearance to just go on the airport, even though that's like, I don't know which jurisdiction that is normally, but it's like, ah, you can just come in. Just don't cross the lines. But that was cool. But I met some people out there whose hobbies were just to fly in these like personal little airplanes around the bay, and they made a hundred thousand. And uh, speaking of which, I met other truckers that worked out there. 
they were rebuilding the the airport asphalt so and it's funny because it's like i'm out there getting paid 15 an hour and then like all the other companies are making at least 30 40 an hour it's like uh, pretty much i was just a dumbass for ever going out there in the first place I'm going to cut this episode short, but uh, there's going to be a better episode about more about the people I met, uh, learning about the Philippines and learning about all sorts of stuff out there. Um, Just stay tuned for that. Thank you for being here. And uh, pretty soon, instead of like all these random stories, unless something cool happens, um, I would like to start some discussions. You can send in voice messages. I've posted the link a few times. If you'd like to hop on and... uh, we could also do a one-on-one thing, covering science, music, travel, anything. It'll be cool stuff. So, anyways, thank you for hopping into episode 10 of the Michael Lambert Show, and I hope you guys have a great day.